For the first 10 some odd years of my work life, I was surrounded by a lot of managers and business owners who were faking it like there was no tomorrow. I was lacking experience and also confidence in myself and my work. And I was tempted to grasp the advice that I've been given you know, the fake it till you make it. It was the word of the times and unfortunately still is. I shied away from accepting that kind of advice, but no matter where I went and which part of my career I landed, managers, business owners, young and old, they always constantly casually advised that I should fake it. And that really got to me, especially when I decided to start my own business some 10 years ago. Boy, was I frustrated with that advice. You know, I needed to make it, you see. I had to decide to make a big leap and I needed to be successful at that time. But so many people kept repeating that piece of advice. Fake it till you make it. If you've never come across this idea before, it's often told to young professionals just starting out there in their careers. This advice is meant to encourage you to do whatever it takes to succeed, even if it scares you. The theory here is that if you continue to fake it, you will definitely make it. But in my view, here's the thing. Real confidence will replace the fake stuff eventually, and you'll become successful in the career that you're pursuing or in your own business. And this is why I am telling you, don't fake it till you make it. And let me tell you why, why it is bad advice and what you should do instead. Hello, friends and fans, and welcome back to my latest part, wherever you are. I hope you're safe and in good spirit. I'm Uli Shield, a.k.a. Mr. Career Tick, and in today's pod, I'm going to talk to you about why faking it doesn't really work, and I'm going to give you four good reasons why faking it is really a bad strategy, especially if you're a freelancer or a professional looking for a job. And I'm going to talk about the impact it'll have on your life, your personality, your personal branding, and if you have it, your business. And last but not least, I'll tell you what you can do instead. So here is why faking it doesn't really work. It's very simple. When you fake it till you make it, things will fall apart. I went out to launch my first online business at the tender age of 42. I'm not kidding you, I was uh, really that old. Imagine me competing with Gen Y and other startup millennials who were half my age, were much quicker on their feet, more nimble and all the rest. I'm sure you can imagine how nervous I was. And I remember it like it was yesterday. It was all happening in the time when I tried to launch that business. It was the years of the startup hype, 2012 to 2014. You know, I was really convinced about my idea, but 
I was born super self-conscious about my skills. And I also wrestled with social anxiety for most of my life at that time. And when I decided to start my own business, I actually had to literally travel from one startup pitch to another startup pitch. And these events, they went on for almost a year where I had to pitch to potential investors and tell them that my startup idea was the hottest thing since sliced bread. And this is what went down each time when I was getting ready for my sales pitch. As the presentations for my pitch got closer, my anxiety flared up. On the one hand, I was super excited about my startup idea and I had worked on it or prepared for it for over two years. But I also had, you know, plenty of doubts and I was also alone without a business partner and... On top of that, I was lacking some skills. I knew that I wanted it to be a success, but I also had gaps. And I tried reasoning with it. Please don't, not now. When that didn't work, I fed myself these sort of motivational quotes to manufacture that fake it till you make it confidence and I would always hold on to that before I would go into these pitch sessions, this sort of feel the fear and do it away or stretch out your comfort zone and you'll be fine or you can do anything you set your mind to. And then when the day to meet with an investor arrived, I would get my butt up there on a stage or in some ice cold corporate investor conference room and I gave my pitch. And mind you, I, I did 21 pitches in one year and eventually I did fine. I uh, scored a seed funding round of 90k on my, I think it was the 11th pitch. And I remember it, I congratulated myself and I thought, well, at least it'll, it'll be easier next time. But the reality was actually, <laughs> it wasn't. The next time, which was around about five months later, the same extreme anxiety, the same sort of fear hit me again and again and again. And it took a real hit of personality away from me. And so I took another hit of motivational quotes in search of that fake it confidence high. We all know it, unfortunately, just like any drug, the relief uh, back then didn't last. I came crashing down. The more I tried to hype myself up, the more tired I got. So this, this whole startup job and the pressure to succeed and secure more funds had me faking it to an all new level of unreached limits. I challenged myself Again and again, challenge after challenge arose, and I just kept pressing on. And when other startups next to me held their pitch, and when they tried to sort of overcompensate or overshadow me and my startup work and my idea, I would fake it even harder. I was totally on it. I was going to make it. And guess what? My anxiety continued to build and build and build. And there were 
times when I felt totally frozen by stress and my mind kept telling me, you know, that I had to keep going, that I had to keep pushing to make this thing happen. And so through all of this, I eventually secured a second round of seed funding after I had delivered. I, I'm not 100% sure. I think it was about 21 pitches, but this time for about $390,000. And at that point, I was ready to call myself, you know, in those days, that's what you did. I called myself CEO of my startup. And the investor who gave me the money was all excited because he was convinced that he had secured a real good startup. And my ego felt vindicated that I had made it. But the feeling of victory did not last long. I'll give you the short version of what happened next over a very short period, actually, of just 24 months till it all came crashing down on me and my business partner. I know today what the real reason for my failure was, and I'll sum it up for you in just six words. Fake confidence makes a fake you. Looking back, all that anxiety I felt was trying to wake me actually up. It wanted me to know that I was becoming an inauthentic version of myself. My ego at that time had taken over and I had become competitive and insensitive, often manipulating situations in my favor. I was actually becoming someone I did not like. And all that fake confidence meant I was ignoring my real emotions and who I really was. Now, if you're a self-made business person and you're out there listening to my podcast, hang in there, don't hang up yet, there's more. Don't get me wrong. I understand that when you're starting out in anything and you don't know what you're doing, there's a certain amount of simply going through the motions or faking it as a way of learning. A first job or the first time you buy a car, a first, well, you know, a first, well, just about anything. But the point is there's a difference between going through the motions to learn and embracing fakeness as a way of life. And that's how it was for me. When I look back at it, I can always see how I lost myself in the faking and how I ended up internalizing some pretty harmful false beliefs, which is one of the key reasons why I failed and why I don't want you to do the same. So let me explain faking it. Faking it is full of these four false beliefs. Okay, guys, before I talk about the faking it or the four false beliefs of faking it, maybe grab a notepad so you can jot down what I discovered to be the four false beliefs. I'm going to talk to you about the beliefs that I accidentally internalized back then when I was faking it and how I managed to deprogram them from everything I do and everything about myself, my beliefs, and my energy since then. Okay, the four false beliefs of faking it. Here it is. Fake it false belief number one. 
It's okay to ignore your feelings. Fake it till you make it says, feel fear or anxiety, ignore it, cover it up and simply pretend it's not there. If you think about it, when you're just starting out, it is perfectly normal to feel like you don't know what you're doing and therefore to feel uneasy. Instead of allowing ourselves to feel uneasy, Fake It advice tells us to ignore our hesitations and to actually keep going without resolving what our feelings are actually trying to tell us. And so when we do this, however, we miss that tiny little nuance, that wisdom of the emotions that are actually happening. And we're lumping anything from nervousness to fear to anxiety into one big sort of hodgepodge, into one big pool called bad emotions. When I look back on myself in those startup CEO role days today, I can see that I was completely in my ego. I pursued the role for all the wrong reasons. I wanted to spark envy in others and I wanted to prove to my old managers that they were all wrong. My buddy, however, knew I was going down a not so good path. My anxiety was my body's way of warning me to stop and to take a look at myself. Okay. Fake it, false belief number two. Success is better than your true, authentic self. I created a fake, confident version of myself, a fake and confident Uli. And so was the advice that I delivered. But back then, what was the cost? The cost was actually me. When I was up there on these stages or in these conference rooms, I forced myself to do things and say things that weren't true to who I am. I became ultra competitive, conniving, and I allowed my own jealousy to do things that if I look back on it today, I am not proud of at all. Fake it till you make it is so often advice given to uh, those sort of personalities who have the, in brackets, imposter syndrome, a condition when one person feels like they're a fraud in their life or in their job. I'm sure you've heard of it, the imposter syndrome. And during that time when I was in this startup world, I realized that freelancers and business starters are particularly susceptible to actually feeling that imposter syndrome, but we are told to just simply keep going. I'm going to challenge this advice, guys. What if instead you asked yourself, is there something in my behavior or in my actions that feels untrue to my authentic self? If you feel imposter syndrome, maybe it's not that you don't belong in your actual job. Maybe some of the ways you're actually doing your jobs feel like you're cheating on yourself, like a betrayal to who you actually are. And maybe your company ethics are not really aligned with your own, or there's pressure for you to fit in and you find yourself changing yourself to do so. 
you know, when I look back on my own experience, it was right for me at that time to be angry at my old managers for what they said. Because today I realize that I'm a leader. But I'm not just a generic leader. My leadership path is obviously, like all other leaders out there, completely unique to me and my true self. And when I'm leading from that mindset, when I'm leading from that place, I don't feel like an imposter anymore because I am 100% me. Now, fake it, false believe number three. Fake confidence is better than admitting that you are insecure. Fake it till you make it says, a mask of confidence is better than a lack of confidence. Don't be insecure or, well, at least don't let anyone you know that you are insecure. That's what we are being told by everyone, right? There's absolutely nothing wrong with feelings of insecurity. When we fake it, we're only uh, perpetuating the world around us and what the world around us uh, or the society around us sees as this fondness for hiding parts of us that may be construed or can be seen as shameful or not right or not strong. I learned that until we stop encouraging people to put on masks, we won't be able to really understand where our own feelings are coming from and what they have to tell us. I've learned it and I know it now to this day that I made my best deals, my best friendships, my best network connections with real people. Today, when I conduct final interviews with candidates, I actually focus on two key aspects. Do I trust you and do I like you? It's that simple. I can spot fakers miles away. Okay, and now the worst one, number four. Fake it, false believe, number four. You will gain true confidence if you fake it enough. Fake it till you make it, says fake confidence will become real confidence when you're successful. How weird, how bizarre is that? True confidence, in my mind and from what I have learned, does not come from gaining promotions or titles or stripes or, as in my case, seed funding and recognition from others. Real, genuine confidence comes from a completely different place, from a place inside where we know we are enough and we don't need to prove it. I'm not a psychologist and I don't pretend to be one I am trying to share my own story, but usually what I have learned is that our insecurities often stem from our childhood or from unfair criticism we received when we were young and impressionable, as in my case with my managers. And this pain felt that causes most of us to then pursue those so-called accolades as the way to prove that we are in fact good enough. And so when you start to become aware of these wounds, 
unfair situations, the total unfairness of being wounded, you can start to actually find compassion for yourself. This compassion, this self-compassion, that can actually grow into what I call self-trust. Sort of, hey, maybe I'm actually not so bad, or actually, I know my stuff, that sort of thinking. And when you achieve that, slowly your fears and your insecurities, they start to loosen their hold on you. And that's when you are stopping to fake it. Even if nervousness arises with that new sort of approach, there's actually, and that's how I experienced it, a real deep knowing that inside that we are right, that we're on the right path and that we actually are able to face what we're doing with courage. So how are you finding it so far? Does this all resonate a little bit with you? If you like my insights in this podcast, share it with your friends or your fellow freelancers or job hunters. There's lots of other helpful pods on similar topics in my channel. So if you like it, stay tuned and subscribe to my channel and grab your weekly dose of career insights and tips and maybe even grab some of my regular specials. Make sure that you do. Okay, we're almost there. Stay with me. Let me tell you about the impact of faking it, the impact on your life your personal brand, your business. I have just one word for it, authenticity. I had heaps of challenging moments during those startup uh, project years. And one thing I remember a lot was those situations when my business partner would tell me that, in brackets, faking until you make it only worked when no one was watching. And you know what? He was actually right. Imagine how bad I felt all the time when he was saying that. And if you look at the way we operate, the way we live today, what we have in our hand the whole day, our mobile phone, if you put aside this particular integrity concern, in our society, in today's social media culture, it's a lot harder to fake it now anyways. So you might as well be your genuine self. You might as well just be real. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with wanting to improve and getting better. In fact, I encourage that mindset. That's why I'm podcasting and vlogging. But I know today that authenticity or authenticity is the only thing that really matters. There's a difference between standing in a power pose to sort of gain a little confidence before an interview or before you go on stage or into a meeting and passing off your core skills as more than they are. I'd like to call it selling a Rolls Royce when you're actually just a Volkswagen. It's all cool. Small tricks can help provide you with sort of a calm or a sense of kind of assurance before you walk into a meeting. But deceiving someone, that's just plain wrong. 
when I am nervous about a meeting, I make sure that I dress professionally and I try to look sharp to give myself a boost of confidence. I do not, however, get into meetings and present my abilities as more significant than they are, at least not today. It's a lot harder to fake competence than it is to fake confidence in the long run. And trust me, it will come back to you and haunt you. So it's absolutely okay. It can be helpful to stand tall, dress well, and even have a mantra that helps you feel ready, you know, that sort of cool aura. But remember, it's never okay to misrepresent your core skills and your core abilities. So let me tell you what you should do instead. Face it till you make it. What you can do is very simple. Face it till you make it. You need to keep trying and taking on challenges. Your self-confidence, it's linked to almost every element of happy and fulfilling jobs and lives. So you need to face it. Get up, work hard, and yes, like I did, sometimes fail. Stand back up and face it again. Do it a little better, fail again, and get back up again and keep repeating. You need to learn to tick the right boxes. You need to learn to face it till you make it. Don't fake it till you make it. Look, life is hard at times, but it's also incredibly rewarding. And if you continue to work towards a goal to improve your core skills, the act itself will become much more satisfying and much more genuine and much more lasting in the end. Most people I know feel more satisfied when they have worked to earn an accolade or a success, their stripes or their titles, their seed funds or whatnot. That's how it works. If you're facing it instead of faking it, you're starting to tick the right boxes and you're investing in the longevity of your competence rather than a momentary band-aid to reduce your anxiety and your insecurity. And so the bottom line, face it and practice until you make it instead of fake it until you make it. We're all human and each of us is imperfect. With our lives increasingly online on our mobiles, the opportunities for different abilities and core skills are constantly increasing. Everything is so much faster, so much easier. And by the way, it's also so much easier to spot a faker. Faking it till you make it doesn't work and in fact may even be completely harmful to your plans, to your personal brand, to your career, to your freelancing, or to your business. By facing it until you make it again and again, as long as you need to, you increase your competencies and create new learning paths and avenues and opportunities for yourself. So face it, guys, don't fake it and learn to tick the right boxes so you can get the client and the jobs you deserve.